did you realize whenever I said we don't go live until this specific point, like whenever I, rec- I, I uploaded the podcast, you can hear me talking right now, <laughs> even though it doesn't say live until zero seconds or whatever. Uh, oh, that's funny. Well, Jacob's just breaking in and out already. And the Oscar goes to Leonardo DiCaprio. Iconic. Wow. And we came out and I said, that was terrible. And I look over at Jacob and he goes, I loved it. And- <laughs> we'll miss the fireworks. There won't be any fireworks. And here we go. God bless America. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the God. oh my God! I, hate I am your host, Ricky Valera. On today's episode, we're going to continue on with our Oscar conversations, tackling the Best Picture. Um, I made that little beginning up, and I remember Matthew Fox saying "God Bless America," and I literally sat here for an hour looking for that episode just to put uh, that to the end of the Joker saying "Here we go," because I think it's probably top five clip of all time. It really, it's, it's fair. And the thing about it was, is he said it about using the dark Knight in the film nor category, whenever we did our top 10 list. So that's why I intertwined them together. But uh, yeah. So I'd like to welcome to so Jacob. How are you, buddy? Uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Not as good as that intro, but I'm still, still doing as best I can. Oh man. I appreciate that. I mean, I just, <laughs> I don't really know what to say or do. I uh, just was bored and I was like, let's put something <laughs> stupid together. That included, obviously, whenever the GOAT won the Oscars. So, um, speaking uh, of which, we're going to talk about Best Picture, which, you know, might be another short episode because there's like three choices in the in the race in, our, in a lot of our opinions. But um, joining us this week, speaking of God bless America, <laughs> from the Fantasy Football Roundtable, Matthew Fox, how are you, buddy? That was good until you brought up the uh, PTSD uh, of having to pick the top 10 in those 10 categories. <laughs> I spent probably 35 hours as a Rocky spot in, in the marriage. You know, what are you doing? Why are you charting? Like, I really, I've got to nail this test. I thought you were just doing this for fun. <laughs> yeah. And, and like I said, I was listening back because I was just looking for something to do. And I was like, I knew I was going to add the. The, the, the Heath Ledger thing is just way too, it's just perfect. Here we go. It's like, it's perfect. Way. So whenever I heard you say that and I was like, did I just, oh my God, he did say God bless America. I was like, that's going to be the kickoff to the show every week now. So, you know, thanks for that. We appreciate that. As long as my pain can inspire others. <laughs> <laughs> Joining us this week, returning, finally returning back to the show from the film, not rated podcast. Mr. Eric Langford, how are you today? I'm great. How are y'all doing? Good. Did I, I? I think I said it right without even like bumbling over my words. So I'm excited about that. This film not rated. Oh, that one. Yep. Said still said it wrong. So <laughs> yeah. what it is. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. This film, that film, everybody's film. Yeah, I'm pretty sure all of there's, them. There's I'm just a film and it's I've not never been. Rated. I just pissed because I've never been invited to the show, so it's cool. Yeah. You know, I'm mean? actually trying to set that up. The only I've, I've, I've been on. Could like you make it an show? entire episode without giving your actual opinion about anything? Have you listened to the? I don't. I, I don't could. think you or I could make it. I every week I'm listening <laughs> and I no. to talking with such restraint. I'm like. I was out. waiting in one of the episodes. I point out I'm waiting on Ricky for when I watch Uncut Gems. Oh, That's oh, yeah. Yeah. when I want him to do it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and you have to talk about uncut gems without giving an opinion, good or right. bad. 
what Ricky, yeah, Ricky would do. It's Ricky's personal hell. Ricky would go on and be like, uh, Eric would talk to everything and be like, Ricky, so you know, what do you think? He'd be like, this movie's trash, bye. <laughs> He'd be like, I, I, I loosely thought, like, when I explained the rules to Ricky, he's going to be like, all right, I'm going to see if in one episode I can have the highest point total. Like, I know that's not the point, but he's like, hey, yeah. I'm, I'm, that presents a new challenge that now makes me interested. I'm back in. Yeah, you, you you could technically you, take the challenge in one episode. Can you beat the point totals that we've racked up over like the whole show? And, if you make you know, it a game, I'm definitely in. I'll just sit there and talk about Julia Fox's ass for an hour, and I'll win, well, baby. Let's go. That, yeah, well, if, if if it's the same point though, it counts as one point. Just saying. Anyways, it's, I could talk about it in many different angles. <laughs> Still one point, same topic. Oh, okay. Sorry. All right. All right. Joining us, uh, the newly crowned uh, man that he man of the hour. Um, he now has the most viewed article on the Music City Drive-In. Um, he's getting a lot of hate for it on the uh, interwebs. But joining us, Mr. Christian, how are you, buddy? What's going on, everybody? Oh, Jesus, hi. Hi. Thank you. Thank you. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What's hey, up? Reddit. He does that himself. That's not Ricky. <laughs> That's everyone from Reddit who actually agrees with me. But I'm I'm happy to be here. Thank you for you know inviting me onto the pod, and I'm ready to talk some uh, best picture. What best picture are you going to talk about? Is there is there one on the wall? Or are you kicking it off? Mank. <laughs> no, he's, he's all in on Mank. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Is Gary Oldman stand. No, yeah. well, I, I like Gary Oldman. I still like him in that movie. It's just, it's, uh. Does any you're the, like literally the only person in the world that likes Gary Oldman? But it's cool. Oh, I like Gary. Oh, Oldman. I, I, I like him. I'm just okay. guys. It was a joke. Calm down. All right. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I, that's yeah. fair. I don't know why. I took that date. I don't know why you guys took that so seriously. I'm sorry that I mean. Uh, and, and that should man. tell you something about you, Ricky. We're all ready to believe that you just don't like Rick, Gary Oldman. Like, no. <laughs> I have—I don't have strong feelings about Gary Oldman. Like I do Uncut Gems, that it's a steaming pile of garbage. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he was good as Commissioner Gordon. We're just gonna leave it there. Yeah, he was good. At that. And he was that. good in Harry Potter. I was he in? I almost forgot ball? he was in Harry. No. Oh my Didn't god! You only yeah. see one. I saw two. You okay, know, so he's in the first. Yeah, oh, third? Third. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, he is. My God, I almost forgot about you that. You should see the third one, Alfonso Cuarón's film. It's the third good. one's when it really starts to change. So yeah, yeah. some people like, don't like that. Some people do. It's super dark. I mean, we can talk about Alfonso Cuarón, who made one of the most overrated movies no. in the last like twenty. Oh wait, wait, no. Wait, you, what's wrong? Never mind. Gravity. Okay. And then, of course, we could talk about Jacob's favorite overrated movie from a couple years ago, Roma. <laughs> but that's just. <laughs> No, but uh, speaking of Oscar nominees, um, we're going to talk about Best Picture today. Um, the nominations are The Trial of Chicago Seven, Sound of Metal, Promising Young Woman, Nomadland, Minari, Mank, Judas and the Black Messiah, The Father, and I'm going to let Christian. What were your initial thoughts on those uh, nominees? So I have seen majority minus i still haven't seen sound of metal i know it, it's actually the only one i haven't seen which what? is shocking because i love music uh, i just haven't really had time to i've been watching a lot of uh yeah it's McCarley. totally based on music <laughs> but um uh, uh for me i'm i'm actually <laughs> wait what'd you say i'm surprised you didn't get kicked out <laughs> <laughs> you just... you i wasn't close the... to the button no. so... 
Did you say you, you've been watching too much iCarly? Yes, I have. I love that. <laughs> I, I'm a huge sitcom fan. So, like, oh. I, mean, I, I got Paramount Plus. Me and I Devin. missed the iCarly, but I was still emotionally distraught over the whole Sound of Metal thing. No, that's so. why he said he hasn't had time to watch it. You know what? I've been binging I it. I thought he had a stroke, and that's why he didn't hit the boot button. <laughs> I, you know, Christian, I feel you. I, I'm watching Modern Family for the first time, but you know what I'm not watching is iCarly. <laughs> Yeah, I know it's it's just a good show. Like I mean, I used to watch. I'm watching time, Friday so. Night Lights. Fantastic oh, I love show. that show. You know what I mean? Yeah, iCarly's better. <laughs> wow, I'm gonna go that far. But uh, for wow. my best picture pick, I was actually no, going. No, don't give us a pick. Oh, okay. On the category, that's all. All right, so slow down a little bit. <laughs> Chris is like, I want to make this a four-minute show. He has, <laughs> you guys have, are paying me by the minute. I got to go. No, you're good. Um, so, honestly, I, I think it is a pretty uh, – it's a very diverse lineup, to be completely honest. Um, there's, like, a, there's like maybe one or two that I would probably sub, sub out. Like, Manka wasn't super crazy about. I liked Nomadland, but it's not – my favorites. Cool, cool, cool. I kind of blame <laughs> Jacob for that a little bit because he was like, "Oh my god, it's amazing!" And like, I was looking for like some kind of random, like, amazing twist, and then nothing happened. And I was Why like, does there have to be a twist? And in I was the movie, like, super Christian. disappointed. I don't know. I was looking for something. Wait, so, the like, guy like, from iCarly is upset that the movie didn't have a twist. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that he's the guy from iCarly. <laughs> Not who watches. Like, I've never seen it and never will. I'm just gonna associate it with. I mean, it was it was a big part of my childhood. So you know, like I said, I love sitcoms. I've been going through a lot of stuff on Paramount Plus. But yeah, um, I kind of blame Jacob for that. To I Christian. (laughs) Honestly, you know, I I will do that for a week just for you. I will. I will. All right. Uh, well, the first thing that you're going to do before the Oscars is you're going to watch Sound of Metal. Okay. Yeah. No. Right, yeah. I so. am. I am. All right. And whenever yeah. you get ready to do a podcast about it, which you probably won't, because I'm sure you've got an upcoming iCarly special. You know what I mean? You Maybe know? a reunion That's... or something like that. But uh, you know. All right, uh, Eric. What were your initial thoughts on this loaded um, Best Picture category? Initial thoughts. Don't like rank them or anything, or say my favorites. No, none of that yet. All right. I honestly feel like there's not a single movie on this list that I didn't expect to be on this list. Like every one of them, a lot, they're great, but it's just like sound of metal. Yep. Definitely could see that being like an Oscar pick. Like if I saw all of these come out in November in another year, that's typically around award season. I'd be like, yep. Another one for award season. So yeah, that was my reaction. Mr. Fox. <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's a pretty good group. I was surprised that they didn't um, go a little bit higher and and include nine um, like they've done in the last couple of years that they cut it off. I really liked One Night in Miami. I was disappointed that it didn't do better. I know you didn't like it. I don't care. Uh, I liked can, it. Can I add, <laughs> like the way yes, that ads are talking about calling it the best movie of the year? Like they are really throwing me off. Does it count for 2020 or 2021? 2020. 2020. 2020. Yeah. See, when I was making my new list on Letterbox, I did not include any of the films that are in this Academy Awards cycle, even though a bunch of them kind of debuted in 2021. I I think it's it's just a weirdly messed up year because of COVID yeah. and because of extending the awards window. 
it's just with the publicity, like with the ads and stuff, they're leaning mm-hmm. into this whole best picture of the year. Well, yeah, they, well, because they didn't make it. Yeah. Um, well, the thing about it is, is I think that they're saying it's the best movie of the year. I just because it's still in that window of the Oscar season, like it's been going on for. And it's still has it, it had a but, Christmas release, so it, it actually did. Yeah, it wasn't. It like did come a, out in twenty twenty. No, actually, did. The yeah. What the father did too? No, yes. no, we're talking. Uh, no, we're talking about one night in Miami. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, I'm, he's too busy well, thinking well, about well, Carly. Well, the father okay, like technically it. came out in twenty twenty, and then it's like, but a lot of people didn't see it till twenty twenty one. So it's like, I mean, that, that can be safe for the Minari came out freaking over a year ago. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, but it got a real well, wide release in the end of February, though. Mm, yeah, that's when most uh, you have to separate when some of these things come out to festivals because it's not that people don't see them yeah. at festivals, well, uh, but yeah, if you're talking about when the bulk of an audience, because yeah, the father came out last Sundance, well, because like 2020, uh, Sam oh, came yeah. out at like TIFF or Venice yeah. 2018, yeah. So do you count that as the official like release or do you no, count it counts as, as a, whenever it comes out a worldwide release is whatever okay. it's considered it's release. And that's a, that's the weird thing about it is because at the end of this year, there's going to be a lot of people that come out with their best of list and it's going to have Judas and the black Messiah. It's going to have one night in Miami. It's going to have pieces of a woman. It's going to be, it's going to have a very interesting, you know, portrait of film. It's going to be so much. Be and I'm like, and I'm not anything that is in this Oscar circle will not be in my top anything yep. at the end of the year. Yeah, that was kind of what our, I did too. Our critics yeah. group didn't cover Judas and the Black Messiah, but I am not nominating anything from Judas and the Black Messiah in our next, you know, group of, of films or whatever. That's just kind of stupid. We can't, I, very confusing. Yeah. Just get like a recording and have it handy of yourself saying no, that one doesn't count. So you can just <laughs> well, I just I'll, I'll just know obviously because anything that came out prior to February 29th is is not going to be eligible in my head for what mm-hmm. will be, you know, the future. And the February 29th date was just because that's what the Oscars put in place. So, yeah. uh, Jacob. Oh, is it finally my turn? Um, <laughs> well, I had one more thing I wanted. No, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, go for it. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I mean, I, I actually really enjoyed, um, these eight. I agree with, uh, with Matt though. I think they should have done a ninth, um, and I, I know next year they're doing the hard 10 again, so I guess it won't matter. But um, no, I mean, I really enjoyed this season and I'm really happy with these uh, with these nominees. And I feel like, you know, there's very, very, very few positives that came from COVID. But I think one of them was that we got such a diverse and different kind of best picture. I mean, you got to think if we would have had, you know, if, if – COVID would have never been a thing. We would have seen, you know, West Side Story, Dune, you know, major blockbusters in this instead of a Sound of Metal or, you know, a father, something that kind of organically gained um, strides, you know, throughout the year. So even Promising Young Woman, because Promising Young Woman was supposed to come out in March of last year. Yeah, no. Yeah, it was supposed to be a spring break movie. (laughs) Yeah. Promising Young Woman, The Father, those probably get acting, those probably get uh, actress and acting. That's it. Father maybe screenplay, but I I don't think it would get more than that. I mean, even even something like like I don't even know if Nomadland would have it probably would have made it to this point, but it wouldn't be the you know out like front horse that it is right now. And so it it is nice seeing like a different kind of smaller um, smaller budget 
group of films that were able to, you know, get into the best picture race this year. Yeah, I agree. That's my sentiment as well when it comes down to it. It's just like a lot of these films wouldn't have got recognition. I, I feel like this kind of put some film, uh, some studios on the map a little bit with like Amazon finally getting over that hump of being able to promote. Um, they still don't know how to still promote, can't promote more two. than one movie. Yep. Yeah, they still can't promote more than yep. one movie, which is fine. Um, they did figure out in a way of trying to grasp the idea of being able to push one night in Miami and certain things that they knew that they were shoo-ins for, like Leslie Odom Jr. And then of course the Leslie Odom Jr. and uh, for the song as well. So they knew what they had there, but they really had two kind of strong contenders. And Regina King was probably that six or seven anyway. You know what I mean? I feel like she was right there. They didn't push their actors appropriately. I don't feel like they, the thing about it was, is a lot of them were supporting. So I feel like just like the trial Chicago seven, they weren't going to get more than one supporting uh, nomination it just was not going to happen and of course the category is ridiculously strong in supporting acting but they did get racy they did get a med they did get the screenplay they did get picture so i feel like amazon's at least in that mix now of kind of being taken a little bit more seriously when it comes to the awards play then of course this year it'll probably throw everybody off the loop whenever all these big studios come out with films and you know, all of these little, we'll be talking about these films for like the independent awards again, basically. Mm -hmm. And that's the only time that they'll be really getting any kind of sexy love. So, all right. So the category seems to be kind of down to just a few films. You know what I mean? If we look on the, the grand scheme of things, uh, Sound of Metal is not winning 100%. You know what I mean? I, I don't, the Father's not winning. Judas and the Black Messiah, I don't think it's going to win. Meg's definitely not winning. I really feel like this is like a Minari nomad land with the promising young woman who have all of the right nominees or right nominees to, in order to be in play trial is still a wild card just because it's the Oscars and it's very much a King's speech style win. Um, I, Jacob would be happy thank that you, I said that you. because I didn't go the other way that I wanted <laughs> to go with that one just to make him mad, but I'm being nice today, but what was it's, the other way we could have gone with that? Green book. Um, but um, but in saying that, I, I do think that I, I am I don't know. The Nomad Land thing seems like such a like a interface shoe-in, but like I feel like Chloe Zhao is gonna get the director, and I feel like picture's still kind of up in the air. Like I really could not I would not be surprised to see Minari win best picture. I really wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me. I feel like it's getting the right amount of love right now, especially with the shift in the supporting actress category. Yoon's getting the right love at the right time, especially she won BAFTA today. That was big for her. I'm really happy that she's probably going to win the Oscar because it's better than uh, Maria winning it. I'm sorry, Jacob. <laughs> but um, Jacob, I'll let you kick it off. Your thoughts on on who who can win, who will win, and then, of course, who do you think could play wild card there? Uh, yeah, no, I agree. I think right now it's definitely no mad land to lose. I think anyone will agree with you there um but behind them you know i think like you said minari's right there minari it's it's weird though minari just feels like such of a best picture and it hasn't been getting the wins you know yoon's been getting the wins but the film as a whole hasn't been getting the wins it would have been nice category really like yeah category it would have been nice to see it getting the uh getting some screenplay wins but that's where promising young woman has really started to take charge is getting um original screenplay wins. And so I think those two are kind of neck and neck for that second place, just because it's been getting sort of the, uh, sort of the wins it needs to at least stay in it. 
And then of course you do have trial where, you know, it's such a wild card year. And then I think winning SAG was able to keep trial in it just enough. I think if Minari would have won SAG, we could have been talking about Minari as a front runner, but I think with trial winning it, I think it's in there just enough to where we still have to understand the possibility of it happening on a Oscar night. But yeah, I mean, I, I still think it's right now it's either Nomadland or I'm just going to say promising him woman or um, Minari. It's, I think it's one of those three right now with Nomadland easily in the front. Mr. Fox. This is a, it's tough. If it, if it was me and I was picking the one that, that I want to win, it would be promising young woman. I think it's that that movie's going to win a few awards, but I, I don't think it's going to get up to best picture. I think Nomadland is the front runner. I'm tempted to dismiss the four that you mentioned, but if this was five years ago, Manx winning this award mm-hmm. because of the composition of the Academy motion picture arts and sciences. And it honestly still scares me that there's a core of that still in there. I wouldn't be surprised if Minari won. I wouldn't be totally surprised if Trial won. I think Nomadland's going to win. But also, as as much as we just thought it was okay, Mank is the kind of movie that, you know, five, ten years ago just takes everything mm-hmm. out the door because that's that's some of those older voters. And if we have – if some of these other movies – have fan bases that split a lot of votes and you have that kind of older Academy coalesce around something. That's how you end up with some kind of wacky upset. I think my biggest problem with Mank is, is how they do the ballot for best picture. I don't see it making it past the first round. I really don't like it needs that right amount of votes in that first run to even be in the consideration. But there are a lot of people even among the newer and younger voters that, that love and respect David Fincher. You know, if oh, he's not sure. attached mm-hmm. to it, maybe maybe you do roll it out completely. There's still a lot of people in in film that dearly love um, the Orson Welles film too, of Citizen Kane. And it brings up all those kind of all those kind of things. So I, I'm I wouldn't be happy to see it win and I'm kind of like you. I would would like to just be able to rule it out. I just don't think you can. We've seen and this I, process play out too many times. Just just to add to that point, like, yeah, I, I don't think, other than on this podcast, I haven't seen so much uh, reaction of, like, ah, this is, like, negative, like, why they tried to do this. I mean, I think for the most part, people who are in that scene and in those positions to do those votes, it might be just enough of a pass for them to think, well... Yeah, if I think of the clout and the work behind this piece, that'll it'll be on my list for what I vote for. Uh-huh. And then, so you have the older and the younger audience having a reason to keep it on their ballot to make it in. And then I think you're right what you said, like it, you split the vote and then you have it upset. Yeah, and I, I think you know going back to that kind of preferential ballot that Ricky was talking about, I think that's where we really start to get because I don't, you know, Nomadland seems like the front runner. But how many people are going to actually put down Nomadland as their number one film of the year? You know, and so it's like, like, and I, I, I love Nomadland. I think it's a very fantastic film. But it's like when you start getting down to that list, that's when you start seeing the more Minari's, Promising a Woman's, maybe even Trial Chicago Seven, which is, you know, it's not uplifting but it's a crowd pleaser type of movie it's aaron sorkin everything like that so that's where i could see 
maybe if there was going to be a change, um, you know, people have Nomadland as their two, three, four, and it just starts to get pushed down a little bit. See, and that's where I wonder in the preferential voting, mm -hmm. if Trial of the Chicago 7 is a movie that almost everyone likes okay, but nobody loves, and it ends up in the middle, and there are enough hardcore people that are a fan of something like Mank. Because it, to me, if you were looking at social media, even when it came out, it seemed like it was polarizing. It sort of reminded me of Tree of Life, which at Cannes, half the people got up and, and walked out and half the people gave it a standing ovation. It felt a little bit like that to me with the, with some of the reactions, people just really loved it or didn't really like it at all. And if there's enough with that preferential voting, if you have enough people that are passionate enough that want to make a statement and stick something at the top of their ballot, that's where the, the movie that's not, that's kind of universally everyone likes. Okay. But nobody is passionate about drops out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I yeah. just feel like if make one, like, if any film that wins would be close to Green Book, it would be definitely Mank, just because it would be that prototypical Hollywood-style film that they mm -hmm. are enamored with, wins Best Picture, while there's actually, no offense, I'm not saying Mank's not a great film, it's technically a, a solid film. Well, we don't have to say Green aspect. Book. But <laughs> well, Green Book, I actually prefer Green Book to me. So that's besides the question I have, though, is how many of those older Academy <clears throat> voters even care what yeah. the perception no, is? Yeah. You know, it's like I, they yeah, put in I their time. I think I think that the, I don't disagree with the, the idea that some of the older ones do. I just I think if we're looking at the ballot, I think Sound of Metal would have a better shot at winning Best Picture than I think Mank would. I, I don't think Mank is even in the Mank got the Best Picture nomination, in my opinion, because it got nine other nominated. It's like whenever Jacob and Jacob was covering the award scene, like all of the make was getting everything, the technical aspect of this, the cinematography, the score. So, you know, everything else supporting actress, uh, actor. And then like they were being left off yeah. for best picture, which makes sense because a lot of the smaller groups, all they do is put five, right. You know what I mean? This, this has kind of been bloated out to, you know, eight, which still doesn't make any sense why they didn't just do 10 because there was at least 10 viable contenders. I don't know. I just, I don't know in my head that I could see a path where Mank has to win supporting actress. Mank would have to win several other things for me to even, it, there's no way, Mank would have to win four or five awards for me to believe that it's even going to be in the conversation for for to to win best picture. Yeah, if it if it ends up if somehow David Fincher ends up winning director, which isn't going to happen, but if that was the case and we heard his name, I think that's the moment where we could say, "Oh, is this actually going to happen?" Which I think other things need to be put in place for even that to happen. You know, I think it would need to win cinematography, which Nomadland's going to win, um, and even some of the other uh you know costumes makeup stuff like that. but you know i don't even know if that's that's totally true i mean look we're not that far removed from argo winning best picture where it didn't seemingly win anything else and you were or crash winning best picture where it didn't seemingly win anything else and it wouldn't have been your first choice and you don't know what some of those argo won three, argo won three oscars doing. though argo won but three you're oscars. he's talking about you're talking about winning bigger what did it win for? Editing and adapted screenplay, two huge ones to, to kind of. I mean, the big one was obviously. And then two. It got two nominated. ones that make missed also. Yeah, but it, it also didn't even get Affleck in the directing 
category, which is why people ruled it out as being the best picture winner. Oh, it was definitely, I'm just saying on the wild card side of things, like it would have to, like it won adapted screenplay and film editing, which is two pivotal things to the idea of winning, but it was also nominated for score, supporting actor, sound mixing, sound editing. Like the, like Ben Affleck was flat out just snubbed, right? You know what I mean? Like he won DGA and then on the flip side of it, didn't do anything. Like, I mean- I don't think that comparison is as good because I feel like they're, they that won two predominant like uh, two predominant awards outside of picture, and I don't. See it also it also had one leading up to it, like in gloves and stuff. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I mean, and it won, he won DGA, like he won, like they won a lot of things. Even Crash, Crash won. Funny enough, Crash won the same three awards. They won screenplay, film editing, and then motion picture. And it was also nominated for supporting supporting actor. That one got directing, but it was also written, and then they got original song. But if for some reason on Oscar night we hear, you know, at, I mean, it won't win editing. I don't think it has a chance at winning editing. But which one? Uh, Mank. Mank's not up for editing. I I don't yeah, know. It's not, up, it's not up for editing. It's not up for editing though. Oh, okay. I was or screenplay. Out. Yep. The two okay. biggest ones they probably needed. Which it, yeah. that would be really. Which of these movies do we know? Which ones? If there's anyone that has those three nominations, um, Promising Young Woman has all yeah. three. Trial has all three. Nomadland has all three. Okay, uh, those are your contenders. Those are like I think Minari has all three. Maybe that, okay, Nomadland has all three too, right? Yeah. yeah. So the, I think those four. The basically the main four that we're saying kind of are that. Sound of Metal has all three too. I think that's yeah. the five. I think Sound of Metal has a better shot than I want to give it credit for. It's just my gut tells me. I love Sound of Metal. I think it's a fun. I, I, I just, I'm kind of disappointed because it's just, it's, it's like I wish, I don't know. Like I wish sometimes a bigger studio had a hold of Sound of Metal. It's just, mm-hmm. it's, it happens every year. Like there's always mm-hmm. that Amazon movie. It was like Honey Boy. Honey Boy was fantastic. And then just, it was how, how much push though? How much does the the marketing influence the decision of what wins, though? I mean, I mean, not one. Like I don't no think yet? it's what wins. I think the nominations. It's the razzle dazzle. Some of it. Um, I mean, this the five the first... that have all three of those categories. I can't believe you forgot, Ricky. One of them is the father. Well, oh, the father's father in editing. It's Minari. Trial yeah, that was weird. Seven, I Nomad not... Land, Promising Young Woman, The Father. Those Father, are yeah, the. Completely. I still haven't even seen, actually seen The Father all the way through, but I didn't write it off. I'm not entirely sure, Ricky, why you did. Like, I, just, I, I understand. I, still, I but, still think it's a film that could win. I, I mean, today, well, I, do, I do see that it did win. Uh, in my personal opinion, obviously, I, I'm I when I when we talk, obviously, when we're talking about it, who we think versus who I want. I mean, obviously, I would I would want the father to win like all actually I would like, like, like Olivia Coleman's a favorite Anthony Hopkins uh, is a favorite I think Olivia Coleman's not like the favorite fourth or fifth, not the favorite but she's a like someone that they she like the I mean, she won recently like <laughs> <laughs> that's true no but what I'm saying like for me I wrote to be honest with you like even me personally my love for the father I don't want it to win best picture like my best picture pick like is personally would be either Promising Young Woman or Minari. And I think Minari more so because I think Minari tells a powerful moving story of being a minority in this country. And I feel like that's one huge thing that's been prevalent over this last year. Like, obviously, you could go Judas and the Black Messiah as well. But for me, like, it's 
but for me, I think the story with with that minority group and and kind of what that the immigration and all that have intertwined. And I really feel like it's not minorities, just not a film about minorities either. It's about that American dream that we've. Well, Minari. Yeah. Okay. Minari. This can be your lightsaber's corner bit. Minari has the family dynamic uh, that is focused on like, not the same thing, but in the father. So like the importance of family and the damage that that sort of thing can cause. You have that in Minari. The disadvantages of a particular population struggling to make it in America. You have nomad land. You have what minorities are going through. So you have Trial of the Chicago 7. You have Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, you know, a Promising Young Woman is probably like the only movie nominated that is not represented in some form, like like what it is. What? <laughs> makes well, sense. I would not, yeah. <laughs> makes sense. Have you not seen it? It's, <laughs> what? It's, I guess it's more Promising Young Woman. I haven't seen Promising Young Woman. I mean, it's I know 100% everything. the yeah. uh, Me Too movement. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. No, I know, really... but I, I don't think Minari necessarily covers the, oh. that Me Too side of things. I'm saying Minari, apart from Promising Young Woman, Holds with it everything basically that you would pick another one of these picks for as the I, winner. And I'll follow this up by saying this: by the only movie of the eight that is nominated that really kind of has a strong feel-good ending is *The Trial of Chicago 7. Like, it, yeah. and and now *Promising a Woman* has a satisfying ending, but not necessarily <laughs> either. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it does, but it doesn't. Like it, it does, but it doesn't. Type of scenario. Minari's, it's definitely not feel good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said satisfying. Yeah. It's, so, it's no, but it, I mean, he was talking about yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. traditional feel good. Which that's a good point. Is that that's usually an Academy favorite thing too? Is that yeah, like championing inspirational thing? thing? You know what I mean? Like well, you know, you should go back to the other movie you had an example. Parasite didn't have a feel good ending, and it's still. I don't know, man. That, well, it did what? though. I felt really it, it good. Did, at the end of it didn't like like the very ending was, and one day we will have everything. Like I, you know, Actually, I, okay, yeah, it's yeah, open yeah. to interpretation, but I, it's well, I mean, there. So is, so is, so is promising a woman. <laughs> yeah, it's open to interpretation by the revenge was gotten. So, like, you could look at yeah, that in the positive there's, side, there's but Harry no Mulligan of him dying was not part of the. Equation. Yeah, like towards the yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. There's there's no equivalent of like the moment where the mom and the dad embrace each other. At the end of Parasite, you know that yeah, has yeah. its sort of like ah, you know. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the father, you're literally listening. Uh, you haven't seen it, but still, like at the end of the father, that, that, like, please give it away. That killed me. That killed me. You're, you're you know, at the end of every one of these movies, you have no. I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe I mean, you just have a bubbling drunk for two hours. So you know what <laughs> I mean. Like, I mean, sleep. Talking about a semi-happy ending, Sound of Metal ends on a. On a fairly, I haven't seen it yet. Just don't say anything because oh I do. God. I do plan on watching it. I think sad. I think Sound Metal has like a satisfying ending as well. Um, it just kind of. I think he kind of like learned to embrace things and. Yeah. I just think it's 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 it's. I feel like that is a same like an uncharacteristically satisfying ending, kind of like promising young woman because how he gets to that ending. Basically, but yeah, but I agree what Ricky yeah. was saying. Where I think trial is the only one, trial is the only one that has that rah rah, like, yeah, like big emotional, yeah, big, and, like, everybody loves names. the courtroom scene, and you are their name, stop. <laughs> yeah, you got uh, Matthew Fox. 
Hi, Christian. Justin. Hi, Christian. Hi, Christian. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, and so, yeah, I guess it just really depends on what people are feeling and how people leave with it. And, um, I mean, we do now. We're talking about primacy, young woman, and some of these older Academy members, guys. A lot of them will probably <laughs> They just saw the trailer and put it number one. <laughs> <laughs> they said, "Not getting me this year." guys, how many? Like, do you think all like the voters actually watch all the Best Picture nominations? Because no. I've no. read. No. But it's like, oh my God, there's not it's even a, that yeah. many. And should they get a vote? No, they shouldn't. But that's no. a different podcast for a different day because I think it's oh, yeah, I could, I could ramble on to that. Okay, can I get my picks gonna... for who I think is going to win? No, oh. we're not doing that on this episode. What are you doing? Like, this is that's a different no, podcast. He's no, the no, only like, one no, that like didn't my, get to my say what card. he thought about. That. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. I, you're reeling it back in. I apologize. Let <laughs> I Christian speak. I, I Christian. Um, the one that I I want to win. Um, Nobody. Would... No, I don't want you to tell me who wants to oh, win. Okay. okay, okay <laughs> well, right. we all who do you think's okay. going to win? What? I didn't really say who I wanted. I mean, I well, I did because Eric Langford brought me down. I'll Langford's just say my wild card then. We all said who. <laughs> just go, go. Could, should, would. Right now. Okay. Should win. Ooh. That's gonna be Judas <laughs> and Black Messiah. Could win. Yeah. I'm gonna go with Trials, uh, Trials Chicago uh, Seven. Could should would uh what hey, would well, well no. win? Well, yeah, probably fucking Nomadland to be honest. But <laughs> I don't understand your hatred for Nomadland. He was waiting for the scene when she drove off a cliff and <laughs> Mr. Exit. I don't know. It's just everyone just assumes that, oh, well, Nomadland's going to win everything. It's like, well, I just, it just seems like the expected favorite. But the favorite. thing about it is, is, look, 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 this is the problem with New Age Hollywood. I went on a rant about this the other day. Okay. Not every movie has to be razzle fucking dazzle. Okay. Yeah, I know, but it's no, just you don't job. because no Matt is not razzle fucking so dazzle. <laughs> okay. Like, it's all the nice it's, message. Okay. I get no, it. No, no, no. Nomadland tells a story, but it's how it's told, direction wise, it, the writing of it, the story, the idea. The yeah, idea I know. Can be I know. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like everyone's I'm sorry that there was a fucking big murder at the end of the Christian, I like I initially I don't know why we're bragging. I, clearly you're just like it's gonna win and it's just like not your favorite thing. I understand that. But I was gonna say I I understand what you're saying, but a thing about Mo No Man Land, if I am gonna say like like maybe it should, if I were gonna say that, that's not my should, but like you know. It, it it depicts something. It helps you empathize with something in a way that, like, if this were a documentary, most people would not watch it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't okay? watch it. Absolutely not. <laughs> right, and so the success. You haven't watched is... Sound of Metal, so I can't make any promises about what you should, would, or maybe potentially would watch. Listen, I tried to get through my no. screeners like everybody uh, else, <laughs> but like that—that's kind of the point. Is 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 because of what No Man. Nomadland is no it's six. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, land. Oh, no man's land. <laughs> because of what Bob Odenkirk versus Francine McDormand is, <laughs> we like. No, I want to see that movie now, though. Um, 
What's your name? <laughs> that, uh, I'm, that's I'm what Christian wanted. Christian nobody. Wanted, Christian yes. wanted nobody to be the nobody preacher. It's so powerful. He just wanted to show up to show up to like and Jared Leto's Joker shows up too partly. You know what I mean? And it's just society. Jared Leto shows up and's like, "What's up, guys?" Or you just have this picture loaded up. Um definitely. Always gosh. always, always has it on command. Yeah. It's the uh, only picture yeah. I have in here. Like it's literally the like, only one. You have to consider Nomad Land being successful like for what it is. The fact that you don't necessarily feel that gut inspiration or whatever is a part of why that movie is what it is and like what's successful about it like it is that real and that grounded in what you're looking at you probably don't want to live as a nomad i don't want to live as a nomad Fuck no. but the ability <laughs> the ability to make you care as much as they did for that story that's not that that's that's an achievement and I think they pushed back Eternals so that to see what Chloe's out when they pushed back Eternals because movie theaters haven't been open. Yeah, what are you talking but, about? But, but, but the thing about they it, if, back if she was like best director or if she was the best picture, they can out. Well, no, well, well, listen, like if, if she I'm sorry for her didn't kill everybody, okay? I'm sorry. <laughs> Where the what, fuck now, is what, what, what is what you want to see your comic no, books? So, so if you know, if <laughs> yes, that's I, I why you come up for air for my Carly What about Chloe's out? Just go, just push through, Christian. You'll never get it out if you don't go. Go. All right, so I honestly think part of the reasons why they pushed it back is to see what Chloe's out. Could win with Nomadland. That way, they can remarket Eternals with oh no, best people picture. were going to see Eternals anyway. Okay, I'm sorry to flap this over, yeah. but I disagree. In fact, most Marvel fans probably don't care that you won Best Picture. That might be dissuading. Well, that's because most Marvel fans don't anything. watch anything else besides Marvel. Most Marvel fans like Cherry. No, he, he's got a point. If, exactly. if the character has the potential to be like, you, you know, like they didn't expect the Drax reason. to be as popular as he was, but they intentionally make him a big humor part of Infinity yeah, War. Maybe they want to see what Chloe Zhao's like best be. picture or best director. Or, or maybe it is just a coincidence. I don't know. And I mean, I mean, like it probably is because that Nomad was going to be yeah. he's he's locked job. in. They're trying to tell they a larger story. They signed her before, to... like Nomad Land was really on the cusp of I, being I, a thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure which one she started. Signed Chloe Zhao to be like, oh, we know she's going to win best director. It would be a really nice bargaining strategy for them, though. shot a movie three years ago they can't manage to release. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> you need to slow your roll. I don't, it, was, it was just a thought. I mean, like, I, I liked No My Land way better than Mank. I'm sorry. And even when I, I watched it. Citizen- Christian, huh? I think it would have been better to say that this is why we haven't seen a trailer for Eternals. Is because they're wanting to get okay, that on. Which yeah, 100% is why no. we haven't. Monday. So, I yeah. guarantee the Monday after the Oscars, once she wins an I from Academy Award winning. Chloe's Which out. I agree but with you, Matthew. You do know where... that Disney owns ABC. They could put it in smack in the middle. Of I mean, the no, she wins the, the next commercial. She wins the next commercial. 
from it's Academy Award winning. Some dude sitting in the shadow, like presses a button on an armchair, and the Marvel Eternals trailer pops up. Like, yeah, but yeah. Up. I, I think Jacob's right. It, it should have yeah. been better. They accidentally run it and David, the movie. And David Fincher really yeah. wins, and they're like, "Oh shit, delay, delay, delay." <laughs> no, then they, they put the it out anyway. Year. They're like, "We have to change everything." But, but they're like, guess, "The Academy, the Academy." Get Gary Oldman as Professor X. Oh my life. <laughs> but, okay, so I wanted to ask you guys. So between all Patrick the best picture nominations, <laughs> like, do you think Nomadland is the one with the the most important story to tell? Oh, I've already said Minari was. Okay. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but anyone else? That, that's the only thing. I don't no, know. Like, I, don't I, said, like, I think what you had in Nomadland is represented in some way in Minari. Yeah. That struggle of that kind of thing. I, yeah. yeah. I completely agree with Eric. Where I think like I think Minari. <sighs> I think every every best picture or almost every best picture. Well, and that's the same. It's, like it's not certain... the same. It is definitely yeah. not the same. But anyways. But I think there, every I think every game. best picture nominee this year has a certain kind of thing holding on to it. But I do agree with what Eric's saying, where I feel like Minari is like an embodiment of everything else from the year. Yeah, I guess I'm just more of like everyone's just talking about At least what they I'm like, no one's talking about <laughs> Anything else? I'm like, you really don't think anything else could win? I guess you're winning Best Director, but Best Picture, I don't know. It might be Minari, but it's 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 about fifty percent, sixty percent likely going to be no. But I wouldn't be mad if Judas and the Black Messiah won. It's well, unfortunately, that's about negative ten percent. Lakeith would have to be Dan Quill, okay? Like, and Lakeith Stanfield is fantastic. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, folks, thank you for listening to another episode of the Music City Drive-In. Make sure to follow all the gentlemen on the panel on Twitter. Um, we will be back next week with the same crew talking about our predictions for the upcoming Oscar season that was about 12 years long. I'm super excited about that. So, um, yeah, we'll talk to you guys next week. Oh, my gosh. This has been I've